This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 453 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by FeedXL. Visit them at FeedXL.com. Howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, today we have somebody back, or somebody new with us today. Her name is Randy Thompson. I've, I've uh, had her on a couple of the other shows and really liked what she had to say, so we're having her back here on Horse Tip Daily to provide some tips for us along the way, and I think you're going to like her. She's a speaker, a clinician, an author, a, a trainer of horses. She's done so many different things in her life, and now she works on marketing strategies for social media and the internet, but she's going to talk a little bit about training and uh, things today. So we're going to get her started here in just a minute. She has uh, several websites, which we'll talk about, and we'll let her introduce herself a little bit more, but I think you're going to like her. She's a lot of fun. And we're going to talk to her in just a minute, right after I tell you about something else that's fun, and that's the new website for FeedXL. You know, I don't know if you've ever stopped over. I've been talking about FeedXL for a long time now. You need, you know, you need to stop there. If you're at all concerned about how you feed your horse and what your horse eats, then FeedXL is the place to go to find out if you're doing it correctly. And with their new website, they're making it so much easier for you. It's it's so well laid out. It's so simple. Just go there. It takes a couple minutes to put in, in the information about your horse. To put in the information about what you feed your horse, it calculates everything that you're putting into your horse's mouth and then spits out these reports and tells you, are you feeding too much of this or too little of that, too many of these vitamins and not enough of those vitamins, uh, too much grain, too much hay. It goes into everything. It's so comprehensive and it's so well done. Try FeedXL.com. I use it for my horse, Beaker. We use it, and he's a fatty fatso. So he is, a, he is actually, he wears a muzzle right now because of what FeedXL says and because his belly's so big. But uh, we also feed him, we do feed him some uh, certain types of grain and some vitamins to get him the vitamins that he needs. So FeedXL is the one that helped us balance that out. So go to FeedXL.com and find out if you're doing right by your horse today. And now, Randy Thompson. Well, hi, Randy, and welcome to your first Horse Tip Daily show. Well, hello, Glenn. It's such a pleasure to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Well, you know, we've been going back and forth for a while now trying to get, <laughs> trying to get, get this set up. <laughs> Our schedules just uh, have been so busy here lately. But I'm glad we did, and we're going to do a series of tips here. But before we get to your first tip, tell me a little bit about your background in, in horses and, and outside of horses. Well, I started... Live, you know, I lived in a small town in Minnesota. So where I started my horse business... I couldn't business, tell by the accent. Oh, <laughs> we had no trainers or anything there. So when I first started riding the first years, I was riding bareback through the hills of Minnesota. Well, that's a way and, to learn. You know what? You ride bareback through the hills of Minnesota, you're going to learn to ride just dodging the mosquitoes. That's right. That's right. That is the state bird up there, yes, too. Yes, it is. They have the <laughs> biggest so, darn mosquitoes I've ever seen, Randy. Yeah, you're right about that. You are so right about that. So that's where my start was, and my first introduction to formal riding was our local saddle club, the Waska Riders. They had gaming shows with the barrel racing and stuff, and that's when I had to get my first saddle because I couldn't compete without one. <laughs> so, so you won it? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I had a horse. He could. Be, he was a barrel racer. I didn't know it. In fact, the first time when we brought him home, you know, we didn't have a saddle. My father threw me on this horse. His name was Sundance. Slapped him on the rump, and the horse took off running. And all I could hear was pull on the reins. You know, I didn't even know what reins were at the time. But he was a barrel racer, and we never knew it. And oh, so wow. he really did run. <laughs> you know, it's but, funny you say that because we bought a horse once that we had no idea where, what the background was. And uh, we were trying to get it trained for dressage. And it was a cute quarter horse. But it just wasn't, there was no cooperation there. And finally, one day, Jennifer just took, my wife just took the horse out for a, for a trail ride and galloped it a bit. And she discovered that this horse went very fast and turned very tight corners. So she tried it with barrels, and then we we finally did a little bit more research and found out that it was a barrel racing champion. So, oh, just, he knew the pattern better than she did. <laughs> so we were trying to retrain a barrel racer to be a dressage horse. By the way, that doesn't work well all the time. No, no, no it doesn't. <laughs> so. Well, from there, you know, the, our saddle club slowly brought in the pleasure classes, and they brought in first the Western pleasure class, and I was competing in that with my barrel racer. Didn't know what a lead was. And uh, then they started bringing in those funny-looking saddles, you know, those English saddles? Oh, yeah, those, those uh, <laughs> things that aren't barely big enough to sit in. That's right, that's right. So I was one of the first people in the area to have one, and my first English saddle was actually from India. I think it was orange. I had paid $50 for it. And that was the beginning of my career in the small place of Minnesota. From then I continued. I went up to the University of Minnesota where I studied light horse management and started taking lessons. And from there I did an apprenticeship. Okay, wait on a second. There's a term I've never heard before, light horse management. That was the title of the course at that time. Wow. Well, it just it meant was, uh, not draft horses? <laughs> that's right. And it was basically they had the Western dressage and hunter programs. Huh. Never heard it? I never heard that term. Uh, I don't know if it's still called that, but that's what it was called then. Did they have and a part of, heavy horse program, too? Not that I, not at the time I was there. Okay. <laughs> I figured <laughs> if they had a light, they must have had a heavy. You know? I can't even imagine where they got the name from. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't either. From there, I did an apprenticeship. I went to Rapid City, South Dakota, where I managed a herd of Appaloosas and racehorses. And that was interesting because the woman who owned the place let me experiment with training techniques. And the only training techniques I really knew had come from the University of Minnesota and the Western, what was it, the Western Horseman Magazine. Okay. That's how we trained horses back there. Yeah. Do you remember the Professor Barry series? No. The Professor Barry School of Horsemanship? No. Oh, that was a booklet series that came out that most of us had access to. Anyway, from there I heard about Meredith Manor in West Virginia. So I went there. It was my first exposure to seeing real international riding. Huh. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a good experience for me because I had never had that background before. I had never had anybody show me how to wrap a horse's leg or to see any riding of that quality. Kay Meredith was there at the time, and the first time I saw her ride a musical curse, she came out on a horse called Domino, riding to the oh, Eye of the Tiger yeah. song. Domino and was very brought, popular dressage. You remember him? Oh, that yeah. brought tears to my eyes. He was a quarter horse. Did you know that? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, he was a quarter horse, and he was, I think, long-listed for the Olympics. Domino was very popular back then. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my beginning. That's where I started seeing 
another side of the horse world and the fact that people could make money doing it. <laughs> yep, that is possible. <laughs> yes, some people are able to do that. For a few people, so it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's truer than, than uh, most people want to More want and more to people realize. would like to think that it's possible, but... Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, uh, there's a lot of graduates coming out with uh, equine studies degrees that are uh, are surprised when they can't find a job in the equestrian world. Yeah, uh, I always say you better have a good second major. That's so, right. Yeah, and more experience than just the school. So now, did you ever compete? Yes, yes, I've competed in, uh, of course, you know, the gaming in the beginning in the western. From there. I ended up moving from West Virginia the second time I was there to Wellington, Florida. So you went from two mountainous states to flat. That's right. <laughs> I was trying to get away from the cold. <laughs> I was so tired of all the calls. So I ended up moving to South Florida and landed at Wellington, of all places. Actually, it was at the South Florida Fairgrounds, which is where all the big shows were held before oh, everybody yeah. moved to Wellington. Oh, you remember that, oh, too? Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, so I was there when they made the transition over to Wellington, and Jeez, then when the Evelhairs... Are we dating ourselves or what? I know. <laughs> it was back when the Evelhairs were managing it. Oh, wow. And then from there... We're yeah, not going to say there, what year that was either. Uh, uh, and White Fences was at uh, Fetter Campers at the time instead of the equestrian center they've developed now for dressage. Well, let's say if you're under 40, you're not getting any of this. <laughs> That's right. Or unless you live in that area because, right. you know, they're proud, of, they're proud of the history. I lived in that area for 16 years. Wow. So I've competed in and out, but after a while, you know, I found that it was all right, but I like taking people and working them through the process more because most of the people who want to compete at that level have more money to buy better horses. Right. That's correct. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's what that, it is. It's the land of the $500,000 horse, and I didn't have $500,000. Yeah. Well, tell us now what you're doing now, and what kind of, what, what kind of tips are we going to be doing for everybody? Well, we've got uh, tips that we're going to talk about that people can use to work with their riding. For example, we've got shifting saddles, because everybody's saddles always shift all over. How we can position the seat bones. I've got another one we're going to talk about, what you can do when you take a new rider and put them on a horse. And then some marketing tips, because as you know, I've done really well with the Equestrian Social Media Awards with the marketing that I've been doing on Facebook and YouTube. So I'd like to share a little bit about that, too. And now you're a clinician, an author, and, you know, do all of those things. You have, you have many hats, so it's going to be yes. neat to hear, uh, uh, to hear your, your tips as we go along here. So you're going to be coming back on a fairly regular basis here on Horse Tip Daily. But let's get started with your first one. What are we talking about first? All right, well, today I'd like to share with you a common problem that a lot of people have, and that is their saddle shifting. And, Glenn, you've been on enough horses to know that all of a sudden you look down and you realize your saddle's probably all the way over to the right. Or you, you're under the horse. Yeah, or under the horse. Well, yeah. that would be from not tightening your girth. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the first thing you want to do yeah, if your saddle right. is shifting. That's right. I was just going to say, isn't that the first thing you check when you're saddle shifting? That's right. <laughs> and you know it happens to all riders. And what happens is we notice the saddle is slipping to one side of the horse's back. Usually the saddle starts slipping over to the, to the right. And that's especially on circles and curves to the left. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to see when you look at the riders. For example, if you go behind the rider and look at the saddle, the middle of the saddle, you can see the seam of the rider's pants. They should line up with the horse's tail. Right. Yep. Now, if you, go, yep, if you go from the front and look, 
you'll see that when the rider's saddle is slipping to one side, one saddle, one stirrup will seem shorter than, will be shorter than Speaking the other. Right, right. And, you know, a lot of people in the old days would correct it by shortening the stirrup. Well, that's not what the problem is to even out the stirrup. The problem is the rider's putting all of their weight usually to the right. And it starts at their seat, goes down their leg and into their foot. And they put all their strength into the right leg, and that tips the saddle over to the right and makes the right stirrup look like it's longer than the left. Right. Yep. So most riders shift to the right. And uh, there's an easy way to fix this. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I was te- I've been teaching trainers, coaches, and instructors for many years, so I had to develop techniques that worked with people that they could take home. The easiest way to fix it that I found is simple. Get a piece of tape. I like to use color tape and put it in the center of the pommel if you're an English saddle. If it's Western, just look at the saddle horn. All the rider has to do is to keep the saddle in line with the horse's mane. So okay. if you have a Western saddle, you know the, the saddle horn. If it's the English, the piece of tape or the center of the pommel, what they'll find is that normally the saddle is going to shift over every five or six steps. By stepping in the left stirrup, they're going to learn how to balance their riding position, which will put the saddle in the right place. Even if the, first, have you found this even if the saddle fits very correctly? In other words, it, yes. it fits well, it, this still happens. Yes, unless you have a big withered horse. You know, a horse with a big wither, the saddle might stay glued there. Right, but right. The rider will use, but the rider's seat will slide to the right, uh, right because their weight is all into the right stirrup. Right. So okay. this is an easy way where anybody can just, if the saddle's not in line with the horse's mane, they need to put their weight into the left. Now, there's a way that I found that works, and this is not for beginners. I really like the tape idea. That's a good idea. Oh, and it works so easy, you know, because you can just look at it. Right. But uh, what you can do, and again, this is not for beginners, is usually people are using all their weight, all their strength, and their right stirrups, so you drop the right stirrup. Do it first at the walk. Make sure you're on a safe, dependable horse. Okay. Okay, what they'll find is when they've dropped the right stirrup that they're going to feel like they can't ride. Right. And I've done this to professionals and they, you know, they're ready to cry. So, because they can't keep, they, they drop the right stirrup and they have to actually use the left side of their body to keep the saddle straight. So what it does is it'll adjust the rider's position quickly, easily, and effectively. And they have to take responsibility for it. The best way to do this, again, you start with the walk, start with straight lines, then add curves because, you know, it's usually the curves where the saddle slide the most. Right. And see if you can keep the saddle straight. That's interesting. And, uh, yeah, it is. And it'll change. Do you, do, do you ride English at all, Glenn? Uh, yes, when I ride. I'm mostly a driver. Um, oh. And we, 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 we don't have that problem so much because if, if no. you're going from one side to the other in the cart, you, there's a problem. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, for those who post the And cart, I have almost fallen out of the cart a few times, but again, oh, there, yeah. there, there was more than shifting going on. Uh, there <laughs> is. And tape wouldn't do any good. <laughs> no, tape wasn't going to, unless I was taped it to the seat, it wasn't going to help at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people can try that with their rising trot, and what it'll do is it'll even out the way they post, because a lot mm. of people, when they're posting the trot, they make the horse's rhythm uneven. Right. Where the horse takes short, choppy steps. Right. And it's because they're uneven when they're mo- doing the posting movement. They're putting all their weight on the right side and posting forward with their right hip. This will even out their riding position. And, of course, at first they'll feel like they can't ride. And, of course, lefties are just the opposite, aren't they? 
Most of the time. Yes. Yeah. But most people will be to the right. Okay. So this is something I have to continue practicing, too. So uh, that's the tip that I have for shifting saddles. I like it. I like it. You know, and it's interesting. We've done almost 500 tips now, and nobody's ever had this one before. So, uh, well, that's terrific. And where can people find out more about you and what you do? Well, they can go to horseandriderawareness.com or join us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Horse and Rider Awareness. I'm also on YouTube. I've got over 200 videos on YouTube now really? for the Horse and Rider Awareness. Yes, wow. do-it-yourself video service uh, series. And we have videos for instructors, trainers, coaches, and anybody that wants to learn more effective ways to either teach riding or train horses. And that channel... You know, when you make titles, sometimes you don't know how they're going to turn up. And this one, I put out my name, and then I added Hara to the end for Horse and Rider Awareness. But the title changer took out the I. So the name on my YouTube channel is R-A-N-D Thompson H-A-R-A. <laughs> Makes it sound like you're a Marine. Hurrah! <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It is hurrah. It is hurrah. Hurrah! But uh, uh, that's the best place they can do a search on the Rand Thompson, H-A-R-A, and you'll find many, many, many pages of everything to do with anything to do with horses, or rider training. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Randy. We appreciate you joining us, and we're going to have you back here uh, uh, with another tip in a, f- in a few weeks. All right. Thank you, Glenn. Well, I hope you liked Randy. She'll be back with us on a regular basis here to offer some advice on on training and also on marketing. And uh, I apologize for the sound problems at the beginning there. She was having terrible thunderstorms at the time we were recording this, and it was affecting our our call there. So it did get better as the time went on. She lives on the top of a mountain in North Carolina, so the storms were right above her. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us again today. Well, don't forget to listen to Horses in the Morning, 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We, we would love you to join us, and you can also listen to the recorded version of that at HorsesInTheMorning.com. And all the other shows can be found at HorseRadioNetwork.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 